I'm Deepa Masuria, and you're listening to Thousand Miles, the podcast series documenting my journey as an entrepreneur. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thousand Miles is an honest and transparent origin story from my business right from infancy. I don't know how this story will end, but I am grateful that you're joining me in my journey. You're listening to episode five. If this is the first time you're hearing this, start with episode one and work your way through. But just to recap, previously on Thousand Miles, my mom calls me out. I'm starting a podcast. What happened to your shampoo stuff? <laughs> it's not shampoo stuff, mom. <laughs> you keep jumping from friend to friend. One offhand comment which made me realize I need to take a deep dive into how I was truly feeling. I felt like I needed to record this just because I'm really feeling it. Um, and I felt this way before, but my concern is that I don't want this feeling to stop me. Have you ever heard of quotes like, Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Or, whatever you are thinking, think bigger. I guess they're motivational for some people. But for me, they suck. I mean, I get what they're trying to get at, but I know that for me, thinking big is overwhelming. I'm methodical. I like an action plan. Thinking big means that's a huge action plan our plans and goals for this year and i'm just realizing how much stuff there is to do and i'm really feeling overwhelmed with how much stuff there is the more i thought about all the things sean and i had discussed to do the more I started feeling the same way I did before with my other endeavors, like philanthropy apparel and Kohicha, and it's paralyzing. So rather than being super overwhelmed again, I decided to talk out loud to myself about how I was feeling, and that's what you're listening to now. I just don't want, I don't want this overwhelm to get the best of me like it has in the past. Because if I've learned anything about managing my anxiety, it's that acknowledging how I feel releases the power anxiety has over me. I, just felt like I know I've always had anxiety. There was I don't so think I was necessarily born anxious, but as a child, I, my dad wasn't affectionate. Just makes me feel he had a very strong personality where he had high standards for everyone around him, like his kids. And when we didn't meet his expectations, which was often, we got yelled at. Or worse. I know I'll likely never get over my anxiety, which stemmed from childhood trauma, but I have worked hard to manage it and work through it. So rather than ruminate over how I was feeling and exacerbate my anxiety, I decide I need to talk to someone who's already been through what I'm going through starting a business. What I'm concerned so I spoke to my brother-in-law. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> In a nutshell, yeah. like I guess... None of us ever do, some... though, but... Uh... <laughs> I know, I know, but... I guess His name is Suan, and he's one of the co-founders of Sync.com, a cloud-based storage company. You're probably thinking, like, Dropbox? Well, yes, like Dropbox. 
the only difference being that Dropbox has the ability to go through your stuff and look at everything. But when you sign up with sync.com, only you have access to your files because all your files are encrypted, which means no one, not even sync.com, can access your stuff or hack into I'm it. I'm really concerned that it's just going to be the same thing. History repeats I'm telling itself. Sue and my concerns over being overwhelmed and how I'm scared it's going to stop me from moving forward like before. I yeah. don't want that to be the case, but I'm just like really concerned that it's going to end up being this case. Well, all your fears are pretty normal. It's I think every everyone, every entrepreneur kind of goes through this at some point, right? Because we all have certain things we're good at and there's certain things we know we're not good at, right? And the whole thing about starting a business, starting a company, running a company, yeah, it's a lot involved. It, it's everything from, like you said, marketing, accounting, legal, operations, finance. There's so much. It's, it's a mountain right but it's like it's like when you're basically when you want to climb a mountain it's it looks very daunting it's like i'm not going to get up there there's no way right but you got to remember it just starts with one step and then your second step i know but it's it honestly is that mountain where it's like shoot for the stars and even if you fail you'll line amongst the clouds or whatever to me i'm like oh man that's like it's too big i know and the whole thing is and sometimes i think you have to take it in smaller digestible chunks it's like the whole thing you know, writing stuff down of just basically, just on a notepad. Suan continues to tell me that it's best to tackle a mountain by breaking it down, then breaking it down even further and deciding who should do what based on our skill sets. Um, and then figure out, okay, what am I good at? What can I do? What do I need help with? And then maybe stuff that doesn't really fill into either of your buckets, you can go out and get help now. Like there's so He then talks about leveraging other people to do the things we don't have expertise in. All sorts of things, right? So don't feel overwhelmed by what needs to be done and what only you can do, it'll, you just gotta find the right person for it, right? There's someone out there who can do what needs to be done in your business. But how, how, how does one even do that when you're... While I agree it's probably best to hire the right people to do the things we can't do well, we're still a startup company. We don't have a bunch of disposable cash, so it's up to me to determine where we spend the money we do have. Not to mention, we still have our family expenses to take care of, too. Well, like, this is now my job, a job that I'm not creating any income for. Mm-hmm. We're not selling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people might suggest getting a loan from a bank or getting investors to give you cash for equity. But we're not at a point where I'm even comfortable thinking about those options. security. I already feel overwhelmed with thinking about, okay, well, how are we going to pay for all this stuff? Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's so many things that are, like, tugging at me that always make me... Um, so you're scared. You have yeah. that fear, right? Which is normal, but entrepreneurship and financial security don't really always go together hand in hand, to be honest with you, especially at the beginning, because you don't know. There's the, the, the excitement, the thrill of entrepreneurship is you don't know what the future is going to hold, but that's what makes it fun, right? But, so I guess on my end then... Like, I've never thought of it as, this is so much fun. Me not knowing if I'm going to be able to pay my bills, but like, I've never thought about it in that way. To me, it's always, how do I not end up on the street? Well, if your only motivation is not to end up on the street, entrepreneurship is probably not for you. I was hoping for a pep talk, but I'm questioning whether or not this is one. Well, that's the concern, right? That is a possibility. Many entrepreneurs do end up on the street, to be honest with you, right? But they'll bounce back. Yeah. Your, your first business opportunity rarely ever hits. Maybe not your second, maybe not your third. But 
you got to keep going and eventually it'll hit and it'll eventually hit big. So long as you, you sort of, you keep going forward and not let the failures stop you or demotivate you. The main thing is you got to keep going forward. I feel like a failure for having started and stopped philanthropy apparel, Kohicha, and even the YouTube channel. So I need to break the cycle. I know that I need to change my mindset around it. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. You need to be a little crazy. You need to be a little insane to even go on this path because logically it doesn't really make sense. Like for me, when I started, I was pretty young and my, my partner and I, we were fresh out of university. The advantage with that was we still lived at home. So we didn't really have any expenses. Mind you, we could have got a job and started making money. Like, so we had a group of friends. The rest of them started working. Um, they were making money. Tom and I were not making money. We started with the entrepreneurial route. So when we go out, restaurants, whatever, or, or nightclubs, we're the ones who never had any money. We were the poor ones, mm. right? They had the money. They had, you know, because they're, they're earning, right? Fast forward 20 years, it's a reversal. Like, they're all doing fine, but obviously we've kind of leapfrogged everyone from a lifestyle financial perspective. My sister and Suen have been married for over 20 years. When I first met Suen, I was a teenager, and around that time, he and his partner, Tom, had started their first company, Netfirms, which is a web hosting company. If you've ever heard of GoDaddy, same thing. Over the course of a decade, they had a lot of changes, including adding another partner to the mix to round out their skills. But they were able to eventually sell their business for, well, I actually don't know how much they sold it for. But I have a feeling that if I did find out, I'd probably be like, holy shit. Entrepreneurship is like, it's a slow start, but once it hits, it accelerates. But you got to be able to live through that slow period because it, it may take a year, two years, three years, five years. Nobody knows, right? Mm. But once it hits, it goes on overdrive. But you have to be patient. So that's, that's really entrepreneurship. It's a long, bumpy road. It's not glamorous at the beginning. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of having to do a lot of jobs. You know, when you work for a company, you, you pretty much have your job description laid out. Okay, you're responsible for this, this, and this, right? Guess what? As an entrepreneur, there's no job description. You're responsible for everything. Yeah. Everything. Making sure uh, rent is paid, making sure your marketing, making sure um, you're filing your taxes. Hey, if someone sues you, you got to deal with that. So you, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be an accountant, you got to be a marketer, you got to be an operations person, you got you to be everything. And entrepreneurs like to read a lot. Like I, I read a lot. I learned way more after I finished university than during university. Like for example, HR, when we started hiring people, I didn't know anything about hiring people. Like I was interviewing people who were older than me, right? Mm -hmm. Who had worked in the real world. I had not worked in the real world. You know, I bought some books. Okay, how do you hire people? Like what are some techniques? What are some interview questions? What can you ask? What can you not ask? So you learn a lot on the fly. You figure stuff out. My first few interviews, I'm sure were horrible. I'm sure the person who was interviewing probably thought, who are these clowns? Who knows? Who knows what they yeah. thought, right? But eventually I got better and I got better and I got better. And now it's like when I do an interview, it's, it's pretty much second nature because I kind of already know what I want to cover. I know what I want to get out of the interview. Whereas at the beginning, I was horrible. I do like to learn a lot. If you were to scan my books, audiobooks, or podcasts, you'll find that it's only nonfiction. But wanting to be financially secure is something I struggle with. It's been a part of my identity since childhood. So I feel like a pendulum swinging from confidence to fear back. I guess and what I'm wondering is constantly, like based on this conversation, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm cut out for this or not. 
Because on one hand, I do feel like, okay, I can do this mm-hmm. because I like to learn and like I, I do like to put things out there in terms of like applying things and whatever, right? Having this natural gut feeling of being financially secure, I also feel like I don't know if I'm cut out for this either, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's like I have both both sides kind of tugging at me where I'm like, I can do this. No, you can't do this. (laughs) You know, just going back and forth. Sometimes it's not, you don't want to overthink things sometimes because like entrepreneurship, if you overthink it, you won't go because it it logically does not make a lot of sense. Okay, I'm going to start this business selling whatever it is. I don't know anything about running a business and I'm talking about myself here, for example, 20 years ago, whatever. I don't have any customers. I don't really know how to do marketing or accounting or, or, or legal. I don't know any of that stuff. Yet, I'm gonna do this. Does that make any logical sense whatsoever? Would anyone in their right mind say, yeah, sounds great, go for it, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not, right? But if I didn't decide to do it, I wouldn't have achieved what I achieved. But you have to have that inner belief in yourself that I'll figure it out. I'll get the answers. I don't have any answers, but I'll figure it out. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. I don't have all the answers, and this is a big overwhelming mountain to climb. But my focus is on one step at a time. Coming up in a future episode of Thousand Miles. Sean constantly gets approached with business opportunities. And usually, I'm not too concerned. So you get shares in something and you can... I, I understand that. Yeah. But, but I... I just want to see what it is. What? I just want to see what it is. <laughs> but this one is making me a little wary. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you like this podcast. And if you do, please subscribe, leave a rating, and tell a friend too. It'll only take a second and means so much to me. Oh, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Surya, all one word. And I'll talk to you soon on our next episode of Thousand Miles. Don't be